When it comes to front-end frameworks and integrating JavaScript libraries to your Rails application, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Sometimes you can download the library directly and install it in your application in the assets folder, or you can use a gem to handle it, and there's many gems that do that in different methods. So we're going to talk about integrating Bootstrap into your application, which includes a CSS framework as well as a bunch of JavaScript helpers to do that. Uh, normally, if you were to download Bootstrap, you would come over here and click Download Bootstrap, which this would download a zip file containing the style sheets and the JavaScript files uh, that you could copy into your application's assets folder. That's one way of doing it. It's okay to do that. Uh, but if you really want to integrate this in your application and always depend upon Bootstrap, then you don't necessarily need to have Bootstrap inside of your application. It's completely third party. You're not going to be working on Bootstrap. And if you do, you should work on Bootstrap directly, not hacking it inside of your application. So this is where Ruby gems come in. You have Ruby gems that wrap Bootstrap and allow you to integrate it into your Rails application easily. The reason for this is because those gems will handle upgrading to the latest version of Bootstrap seamlessly. You change the version, you upgrade the gem, and voila, you're on the latest version of Bootstrap. And your application never has to care how Bootstrap is, is designed or works in order to do that. So you completely separate the concerns between those two things. Bootstrap's code should be separate and your application's code should be independent of that. So this is why we want to use a gem like Bootstrap SAS. Now Bootstrap SAS is a Ruby gem that I like to use for Bootstrap in my Rails applications. The reason why is because it's extremely lightweight and there's not a lot of code to it. So it loads up the assets and that's basically it. It has a handful of helpers, but in order to evaluate why this gem is one that I want to use, uh, I'm going to walk you through that. So I've taken a while to read through this gem to figure out if it's something worth using. Because Bootstrap does not have a lot of Ruby logic, it just simply needs to serve up the CSS and JavaScript files. We want a gem that simply does that. So if we dive into this gem, we can go into the lib directory and actually take a look at the Rails um, integration here and see how it does that. So normally we would just dump in the CSS and that would be okay. But because it's in a gem, it needs a little bit of uh, a little bit of Ruby code around it to properly integrate it. So we can dive in here into the Bootstrap SAS RB file and see that okay, this is going to simply load the gem properly. It has a handful of helpers for the paths. There's a couple other helper methods and really not a lot going on. And that's all that's in this file. So there's very little logic going on in here. And if we dive into the, the gem more itself, we see that there's a Rails engine to integrate it. They've made some SAS helpers, functions, and the Ruby gem version. So there's really not a whole lot in here. If we want to dive into it and double check, you can look that, okay, there's some more path helpers, and that's about it. So these are really 
good signs that this gem is very lightweight and does exactly what it, what we want from it. Because if we were to integrate Bootstrap ourselves, we would just copy files in and we'd be off to the races. So some people write gems that add a lot of overhead and things get to be slow and confusing. And then when there's a bug, it's hard to fix. So looking at this one, the code for itself is very simple. They have some rake tasks and templates and tests. But if we look in the vendor folder, you can see that inside of here, it's just the bootstrap files in SAS format. So this is good. It's in SAS, which means that we can write, uh, we can change the variables and then change the colors of bootstrap and tweak the settings. So if you want to make it a, a 16 column grid, you can do that easily. So in here, if you want to learn how any of, any of uh, bootstrap works, you can dive right in and you know exactly what files, uh, contain which things. So if you want to go into the mix-ins or the modals or anything like that, you can just simply dive in. And this gem is very transparent, so there's nothing very confusing or hidden away. And it's very simple, which I like. If I'm going to use a gem, I will not use a gem unless I trust that it's straightforward and that I would be able to go fix a bug myself in it if I came across one. So you want to really trust the gems that you use and not use them arbitrarily because, oh, I want to integrate Bootstrap. I guess I should find a gem for it. Do not do that because that is not a good way to, to handle things. So if you want to go to rubygems.org and download and install this gem in your application, you can go there and I always recommend grabbing this gem file line so that you have this version and most importantly, the uh, version specifier here that makes sure that when you run bundle update, it will update this version and not include any major version changes. Now that we spent some time looking into the Bootstrap gem and determining why we want to use it, let's go add the Bootstrap gem into one of our applications. I'm going to create a new application and we're going to install a navbar from Bootstrap and we're going to go take a look at that right now. So if we go over to the components section and we come down to the navbar, um, we're going to put this inside of a Rails application that I'm going to just create from scratch. So we'll go through the whole installation process and then um, integrate this navbar. Um, so let's hop over to the terminal and create a new Rails application. So I'm going to create a bookstore application and we will integrate Bootstrap into this. So now let's go into the bookstore and before we do anything, let's set up a page so that we have uh, a home page to look at and we can tell if it's going to be using bootstrap or not. So normally, you know, there's no CSS, so we'll be able to tell pretty easily whether or not it's working. So let's just generate a scaffold for a book, and each book is going to have name and a description, which is a text column. And we'll write db migrate. And last but not least, I'm going to go into the routes and make the home page here 
the home page will be books index. So now we can run, I'm going to open up a new tab and run Rails server in it. And if we go back to Google Chrome and go to the home page of our application, we see that we get the regular scaffold styles that come with uh, a Rails scaffold. So first I think we should delete that so we don't have it to conflict with the bootstrap uh, style sheets. So we can remove the app asset style sheet scaffold file. And now if we go back to Chrome, we can refresh and see that all the styles are gone and this is just the basic stuff that uh, Chrome uses. So uh, if we come over here to the Ruby Gems Bootstrap SAS tab and we grab the gem file line, we'll go back to our application and open up the gem file and add it at the bottom. Come back to terminal and run bundle to install it. And then we'll run our, we'll restart our Rails server. And refresh the page and nothing changed. So the gem needs to actually be installed, but it also needs to be loaded. So if we go back to our terminal, we're going to use um, the move command to rename our application CSS style sheet to one that uses uh, SCSS formatting so that we will import this um, bootstrap SAS gem. So all we have to do is say move app uh, asset style sheets application CSS and we're going to move it to app asset style sheets application CSS.scss. If we go back to our editor and we open that, at the bottom here we can use SAS to import the bootstrap um, style sheet file which is provided from the Bootstrap SAS gem that we just installed. So now if we go back to uh, Chrome and refresh, now we have Bootstrap's font, Bootstrap's color, and styles. So this is good. We're almost there. Now we want to integrate this navbar code. So I'm going to copy this. And you'll be able to edit it later. But for now, we'll just put in the example. So we want this navbar at the top here on every single page, which means that we want to put this inside of our um, application layout file. And instead of putting the code directly in this file, uh, HTML ERB, so instead of pasting this code right here, which we could, um, it's going to make this file quite a bit bigger than we want because if you looked at that before, there was a whole lot of lines of code just for the single navbar. So what we're going to do is we're going to put this in a partial so that the navbar can be shared between multiple layouts if we happen to, to decide that, okay, for checkout, we're going to have a different layout and it'll be a little bit different. So to prepare for that, we're going to render a partial uh, and we're going to call it shared navbar. And this is going to look in the app views, and I'll show you over here, app views. We'll look for a folder in here called shared with a partial navbar in it. So I'm going to go back to the terminal 
and make directory app views shared. And then back in Vim, we can edit the app views shared underscore navbar HTML ERB file. And here we can paste in the navbar. And now that will render on every single page that the application layout is rendered on. So we come back to Chrome and refresh the page. Voila, now we have our navbar on every page. So if we go to add a new book, we still got the navbar and so on. So we have access to all of Bootstrap's components and other CSS things. So you can do, you know, icons and you can do drop downs and anything that you see on here. You can take and then integrate it into your application and all of it's available pretty much immediately. So uh, if you want to use JavaScript, for example, you'll do the same thing that we did with the application CSS. Uh, the import here, um, although if we go into the README, we can see that you can use the asset pipeline required to handle it rather than uh, SAS to import. So going down to the JavaScript here, you can load all of the Bootstrap JavaScript by saying require Bootstrap. And we'll copy that and put that into our application.js file. And we'll do it right after TurboLinks. <clears throat> and now if we come back here, uh, I haven't refreshed the page. so. You can see that our dropdowns aren't working, which that is because they need JavaScript. So if we refresh the page and click it now, it has loaded the JavaScript through the asset pipeline. And uh, that is as simple as it is to evaluate and integrate a bootstrap gem into your application.